In episode 24 of Up and to the Right, I talked about what a business model is. And we talked about some examples and we, we looked at just a little bit about whether or not a business model was for Fortune 500 companies uh, exclusively or whether or not that kind of tool could be used by small business. Today, we're going to find out. Hi, it's time to roll up our sleeves and get to work. I'm Stephen Krause, and this is Up and to the Right, the no-nonsense podcast where we blend your passion with proven business principles and practical action. This isn't about buzzwords and short-term trends. This is about using proven business principles, proven tools to create unique solutions that are appropriate for your business and your personality. So let's get right into it. Um, I want to talk a little bit, uh, for, well, first of all, this is episode 25, and the title will be Getting Value Out of a Business Model. So uh, before I get into the specific topic, I want to talk a little bit about what's going on. So uh, obviously, the first uh, five minutes there were a complete debacle as we're trying to do this live stream. And the the reason I'm doing this is in all the way up until now, I've been trying to provide a video intro for every single episode of the podcast. And, but honestly, it takes me longer to do a two or three minute video than it does to do a 30 minute podcast episode. So what it was doing, it was keeping me from actually producing content because it was kind of overwhelming. I love doing them. I thought it was a lot of fun. Maybe someday I can get back to doing something like that. But at this point, I thought it was more important to go ahead and get the content out than it is to do the video portion. So we're going to step back away from that. And I said, well, how can I incorporate video and still get a podcast episode done? Excuse me. So what we're going to do is I'm going to go ahead and live stream the episodes. And then I'll pull the audio content out of the live stream and use that for the podcast and then we'll go ahead and uh, we'll have the video content. Maybe I can pull some uh, some stills off the video for uh, the the cover or whatever. Um, I don't have a whole lot of of uh, show and tells for this episode, but I do have my notebook, and I'll and I'll talk about that here in a minute. But that's what's going on. So we're live streaming this. This is a test, um, and I didn't push it or anything. I didn't promote it. So um, you know, you'll probably just if you're watching this on YouTube, you're seeing it. Um, as a recording, uh, but in the future, hopefully we'll have interaction with the chat menu and stuff, which I'm watching on another computer over here. Um, one of the problems I had early on was that I forgot that if you keep the sound on, on a computer, you're going to uh, get a feedback loop. And, um, so we got that taken care of, but I can see the chat and I've got my notes here and we're just going to go through the process of producing this episode and see how it turns out. Um, we'll look at how can we do better stuff in the future, better lighting, you know, my background's kind of plain. We'll figure all that out. Obviously I've got, um, I'm streaming with OBS. I've only got one template. Well, I've got a couple templates, but I can't make them all work. So, um, we'll, we'll work on that as well in terms of, you know, having a little more interest in the, um, in the, uh, uh, in the video portion, we'll work on it in the meet. So if the if you have any feedback about this this process in itself, how it comes off um, on the stream, what it, you know, if there's things I can do to make it better, q.a at b50p.com, just throw some comments in there. That would be great. Or actually comment under the video itself. Once I uh, publish it, I'd be happy to to see any comments there as well. So 
let's get right into uh, what what did I, what did I do in order to try and get value out of a business model as a small business owner? And so, uh, let me pull up my. All right. So the basics of a business model are pretty easy, right? What what are the uh, inputs? What goes into your product? What do you add that's valuable? What's the value added that you provide? And then uh, what's the payoff? How do you recoup some kind of value that we refer to as revenue or income uh, in order to make it worthwhile, right? So the basics of business modeling are not complicated, but there are a lot of ways to do each of the pieces that go into it. And so what I did was I, I have a, I have a couple of small businesses that I run. I run beyond 50%, obviously a consulting firm. And I also run directed energy, which is a small electronics company. And we build very, uh, specialized pulse power equipment. So in order to do an example for this particular episode, I thought, um, it would be better to do use directed energy as an example rather than uh, beyond 50% because directed energy has a few more inputs. Um, we do have other business partners. We do worldwide shipping and distribution. We have um, outsource partners that do manufacturing for us. So there's a lot more uh, wheels to turn in order to make that company work. And so I felt like it would be a more comprehensive example and more appropriate or more applicable to more people out there. So the first thing I did was I listed some considerations and those were, um, it's a small business and we have limited capital. It's a narrow market niche. And I'll talk a little bit more of that, about that as we go through privately held and we have domestic and international, uh, uh, business. So we ship both in the United States and, uh, overseas to, uh, virtually anywhere in the world. So that was the first thing I did. And oh, here's another thing. I didn't get my notebook, so I'll be right back. All right. So if practice makes perfect, we'll uh, get a lot of practice going through this. So what I did was basically I, I went through this process on my moleskins, which I think um, I've done at least one episode. <clears throat> Excuse me. I've, I've uh, introduced them on more than one episode, I think. But the next thing I did, so, so I've, I've got this uh, kind of these considerations that in, are applicable to the business. Then I said, all right, well, what do we do then? You know, what the product, it's kind of easy to talk about. It's Pulse Power Products. I'm not going to go into specifics on what that means um, because it's not relevant to the discussion here. But we have these niche electronic instruments, these Pulse Power Products. Um, but what do we do in terms of how do we get them sourced? How do we, uh, add value and how do we, how do we create revenue for the business using you in that, in that case? So we have manufacturing, which is outsourced. We have partners in the United States, uh, three of them across in different States, actually throughout, um, the continental United States that help us get those things built. Uh, we test here at our facility in Colorado. We have sales and marketing, legal and accounting. We do HR and payroll. All of that stuff is done, managed out of, out of here in Colorado, but it is 
Um, it relies on partnerships that we have with other people. So we don't have an on a staff accountant. We have an accounting firm that works with us. We don't have a staff lawyer. We have a legal firm that works with us. We don't have HR uh, or in-house payroll. All of that stuff is outsourced. So uh, sales and marketing is a little bit different. Excuse me. We have um, the, the sales and marketing is done. The, the management is done here again, but we do have distribution partners who stock our products and sell them themselves. We also have represent, representatives who sell our products. So they'll go to a customer and say, hey, this is a great pulser. The customer will call us uh, or the representative will call us and uh, then they get a commission off of that sale. So we have a, a, a couple of different sales models and all, we also uh, sell online. So you can actually buy the products directly from our website. So there are a few things that come into play there when in terms of sales. What do we do? What else do we do? We do product support and repair and service. Both of those are done here at our facility in Colorado exclusively that we don't have partners for that. So I, I kind of stacked up, what do we do? And then I created a diagram for that. And I'll, I'll share that with you. What I'll do is um, you can see it right here. But what I'll do is I'll go ahead and take photos of my notebook and I will put them in the uh, show notes for the episode for the podcast episode. So if you're curious about um, what this actually looked like in a, you know, in a way that you might be able to actually read it, we'll go ahead and uh, uh, I'll put that on the website after I get done uh, post-processing the episode. So, but basically I took it and I said, all right, what do we have? We have a design function here. We have manufacturing. We have inventory planning. We have uh, cash planning, which I want to talk about a little bit. Marketing, shipping, sales and service, customer. Uh, this is our customer. And how do these things all fit together? And how does it, uh, how does it matter in terms of, of how we model our business, how we generate the revenue or uh, generate the value and then create revenue out of it? So the design and the sales and service, you'll notice have um, little stars around them. We'll talk or uh, little dots around them. We'll talk about that here in a second. But basically, we design the product, we manufacture the product, or we have it manufactured. The O means outsourced, X means we do it locally. Um, then we ship it. We do that here because we do all of the testing here in Colorado, and then obviously it goes to the customer who hopefully. Uh, doesn't need service too often, but hopefully they'll come back for additional sales. Um, and then we have the marketing function that goes directly to the customer. So the as we talk about the business model and we talk about how does this organization, how, do my, how does my team add value to the organization and to the business, we really have two things that we do that are unique to us or that can be unique to us. And that is design and sales and service. So we talk about the design a little bit. It requires, in order to create the products that we have, it requires specialized understanding of um, electronic design. Um, there's certain techniques you use, principles, um, and, uh, you know, and circuit board layout, component choice, all of that, that really affects the high speed performance of a pulse generator. And again, we're not going to go into that, but we are going to talk about the fact that design is 
one of the key elements of the value added for my team. Okay. So then the next one, like I talked about, was sales and service. We can distinguish ourselves by making good designs and by having excellent sales and service. Meaning that when people call us and they need a, a high voltage pulser or a high current pulser, are they being treated well? Are we actually helpful? Um, and we, you know, I certainly encourage that with my team. And I think most of our customers would, would say that we're doing a good job. There's always, you know, you always have, when you have a business and you're doing business around the world, you're going to have uh, interactions with customers that don't go exactly like you would like. Um, and that happens. But do we have a structure in place to create a good customer experience um, as a rule? And I think we do. But those are the two places where we are in control of the experience that our customer has. How well are our products designed and how well are our customers treated when they contact us? And how well does that all fit together? So that's why those two uh, uh, items had the little dots around them because I wanted to identify where we can have the most impact on our customers um, through this process. So the next thing we did was, was they said, okay, so um, the, we talked about the blocks and the highlights. So what does that mean in terms of revenue streams? Well, we talked about it earlier. We talked about we have sales on our website. We have sales uh, through representation and we have sales through distribution. Um, we do have service and, you know, obviously if somebody needs a unit repaired, um, that's going to cost some amount of money. Um, that's a fairly, luckily for us, it's a fairly minor revenue stream because we don't get a lot of returns. But the, um, what you'll notice though, is that those are all basically, they're different sales channels, but they're basically the same model. You know, we're selling a product we're just adding, in the case of distribution and representation, we're just adding a layer uh, that that does add value because the distribution partners have uh, can cast a wider sales net than maybe we can by ourselves, and our representatives can go to customers directly and go in and try to try to uh, uh, match their needs with our products if it's appropriate. But it's the same basic model. We have a product that we're trying to sell. Uh, that we we design, manufacture, and sell this thing. It's just you kind of split off on these sales channels. So it's not a; uh, those are not three different models. They're simply the same model with three different sales channels. And so the next, uh, I talked about the value chain. So that was in a different spot on my notes. But basically, um, you know, where do we specifically add value? That was the dotted part, um, and that was the design and sales and service. So I did, I got through all of that and I said, okay, so I've got a business model here where we design things, we have them manufactured and we work through uh, our business partners or through our website or, or direct that we sell them to our customers. Um, very basic business model, right? Not complicated. And I started doing a SWOT analysis and that's a strength, weaknesses, opportunities and threats analysis. It's the classic four block business analysis. Again, I'll put all my notes on the, on the webpage, uh, for the, on the show notes, but, and I started going through this whole thing and I realized that I was doing the, um, uh, the SWOT analysis on the business and not on the business plan. 
So I backed up from that and I, I erased it all and I started over again. And I did a SWOT analysis of the business plan because I wanted to think about what are the strengths of doing it the way we do it? What are the weaknesses? What are the opportunities and what are the threats? So uh, what I found was that uh, the, the strengths of what we do is that it's tried and true. We've been doing this for 30 years, over 30 years. Um, it's very simple. There's nothing complicated about it. So simple things are easy to maintain or easy to manage. Um, and it's not platform dependent. So there are a lot of business models and we'll talk about some of them. Uh, and you'll certainly see some of them in research. Uh, if you start researching business models, um, there are a lot of models out there that are dependent on a platform. If you're doing an advertising model, um, are you dependent on YouTube? You know, are you dependent on, um, uh, Facebook? Are you dependent on, uh, uh, just your own website? You know, if, if your website goes down, are you completely down for revenue? If our website goes down, it makes me sad, but my representatives still work. My distribution partners still work. Customers can still call me so we can still have, uh, uh, revenue streams if that platform goes down. So that's one of the strengths is that it doesn't have a platform dependency that other business models might. Uh, some of the weaknesses, it is a really old model. It's one of the you know, it's like a core business model. So there's nothing new under the sun when it comes to this. Um, and it there, while on the one side, it doesn't have platform dependency, it doesn't have platform leverage. So, uh, what do I do? I try to work with YouTube and, and, uh, other things. So we do videos, product videos and stuff like that to try to get platform leverage, not on the sales side so much, but in the marketing side, and we can, uh, maybe another episode, we'll talk more about that, but there is no platform leverage in, in, on that. So that becomes kind of a weakness. And then, uh, there's only one revenue stream. I mean, there's three channels, but there's only one stream of revenue. And so that ends up being, uh, a weakness to that, to this business model. Some opportunities might be, how can we look at additional business models that we're not currently using? and incorporate them into the business. We'll have to check that out. I've got some notes on that. Um, and uh, then some threats could be changing market conditions, changing customer needs, uh, newer business models that actually do what we do more effectively for the marketplace that we're trying to serve. And so as you go through this for your own business, what the takeaway can be is you know, are there risks out there for your business? Is there a better way to do it? And if the, or can you optimize where you've identified that you create the most value in the case of what we discussed at the very beginning of the episode, design and sales and service is where I feel like my team can really shine. Okay. So what we need to do there is say, are we optimizing that specific, um, uh, group or that specific, um, activity. Are we doing the best we can in design? Are we doing the best we can in sales and service? And, um, I have a project on my, on my list of things to do about how to craft, uh, uh, or not how to craft an email, but there's some components of an email that I want every single time an email goes out. And I haven't articulated that I do it myself, but I haven't articulated it. So that's something I want to work on. So 
that just adds to how can we be doing better or the best that we can in the areas where we can create the most value for our customers. Okay, so um, there are other business models and I just picked out four additional ones to kind of talk about could we do something different? And you've got, for example, you've got the freemium business model where you have uh, a free product and then you upgrade it and the upgrades cost money. That's typically found in software models, uh, cloud business services, and I'm sure you're familiar with some. Um, can we figure out how to do something with that? Uh, another one is the tiered products. Can you have a level one, level two, and level three product? Uh, again, you see that a lot on the internet, but what if you could have, uh, for example, a pulser that did uh, one, you know, had a, one set of features and then a pulser that had an additional set of features and then finally one that was like the creme de la creme that had the most features. Is that a model that we can use? And then finally, um, oh, two more, uh, you know, there's ad revenue and is that appropriate for our business? And the subscription model. So is there some kind of subscription that could be used by our, um, by us to provide value to our customers. And there are other business models too. And I, I don't want to exhaust the time on the internet um, going through every single one. But the point is, look at what's out there. Um, just do a search in a search engine for business models and go through them and say, is there a way I could use this in my business? And at first blush, you know, is a freemium model appropriate? Well, that's not the first one I'm going to work on. I can't send somebody a free pulser and then tell them if they like it to subscribe to our channel or subscribe to our product and we'll send them something else or to, if they like the free one um, that only works for 30 days and then they send it back. I mean, it, that's not practical. So I'm not saying there's no freemium opportunity. What I'm saying is it's not the first best thing for us to look at at this point. Um, and, you know, tiered products, we actually do have, uh, uh, I won't call them a tiered product on purpose, but we do have different products that have different price points. And so could that be more coordinated? I think that could be. So I think there's a tiered product model that might work that would provide a, a, a better um, a better representation of products for more com customers. Um, ad revenue, I'm just going to say no. That's my choice as the business owner, right? We're not going to run ads on our website to promote, to run revenue. Uh, it's, that's just not going to happen. So, uh, and a subscription, a subscription model. One second. So is there a subscription model that we could use? Maybe we actually introduced a service plan program last year. Um, and we're still working out the kinks on that, but that's, it's not exactly a service plan, but it's, or a subscription plan, but, but it's kind of around that. And so we'll, we'll see how that works. And is there other, are there other, uh, subscription models that we can use? The, the point is to try and find what we can do in a new way, how we can add value in a new way. I'm not talking about, um, um, uh, trying to create something that isn't real in terms of value. I'm not saying we want to provide something shiny and hope that everybody thinks it's cool. 
I'm talking about creating real value for our customers in a new way or real value for customers who don't know about us yet. Uh, maybe they, they, maybe there's customers out there who can't use the product or the value that we add in the format that we bring. And how do we address that situation? And that's what questioning your business model does. It says, how do you, how can you get the most out of your business value? How can you, uh, connect with the most customers in the best way. Okay. And so it's just a process that we're going to go through. So I have a few ideas that I wrote down that we're going to have to look at and say, can we do this? And obviously since it's December 20th, we're going to be doing that next year. Uh, but, um, I'm still, I'm excited about it. So I, I had a good time doing this and I hope that you'll do the same thing and go through and find, um, uh, define your own business model and then ask yourself those tough questions. Are you getting something out of it? Is your customer getting something out of it? Um, are they getting the most out of it? And are you getting the most, are, are you leveraging the value you add in the best way possible for the most people possible? And so I want to, that's basically it. I want to talk a little bit about some tools that are out there because there are some good tools um, there'll be um, links in the show notes. There are two online tools that I want to talk about. And um, and then one that you can download. It's still online, but you can download a, basically a template. Um, hold on one second. All right. So um, getting back to this. So there's, like I said, there's two... Uh, online resources. One is uh, called Canvanizer and one is called Strategizer. And these are both websites that support what's called the business model canvas. And you can find out more about that. I'll, I'll put uh, a link in the show notes, but it's basically, a, a, I won't call it a fairly, a very simple way to business model, but it is a structured way to business model. And, um, what you'll basically get is if you go to the link that I'll show that download that you can download this, you'll get a, a PDF. This is not my creation. This is a, a creation from, uh, 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 BMI, which is the business model business models incorporated has this, that you can download for free. You don't even have to sign up at the time of this recording. You don't have to sign up or do anything to get it. Um, all of these use the business model canvas and it's a, a pretty simple structured way to do it. And actually I'll bring this back up. It shows, um, your key partners, which are, you know, the, the, the organizations or people that you might have specific relationships with that are valuable to your business, your activities. So I only put the things that we do that were core to adding value, but you could list more information on here. Um, your value proposition, what do you bring to the table? And you'll notice I hash marked out this one, just like I did on the, on the, uh, other one. Um, this is where you really add value to your customers. And so you really want to pay attention to that. And obviously it's bigger than the other ones. So that's uh, part of that. Um, customer relationships. How do you, how do you relate to your customers? Um, and, uh, channels. So how are you delivering your product? And we talked about that. We've got the representation channel, the distribution channel and direct sales. Um, then your revenue streams, again, 
those things are, are kind of related. Um, and then your cost structure. So what costs are built into your business? And finally, there's customer segments. I didn't fill out that customer segments one. Um, our customer, I, I would have to fill out like three pages. Our customer segments, and this is one of the, the uh, issues we have always had in our business. Um, and that is that our customers are, our customer base is spread out across industries and across geographic locations and across markets. Um, and so in using business lingo that it, it's very fractured, um, but it that just means that they're not in one place at one time. I can't advertise in one magazine and hit our market. I can't, um, go to one Facebook group and hit our market or one LinkedIn group and hit our market. Uh, there's just tons and tons of, of completely different segments that we have to address. And that's always been a challenge for us as a business. So that's, uh, I didn't fill that out because it wouldn't have meant a whole lot. Um, it would be a, maybe a good exercise at some point to really dig into that. And we'll go through that sometime in the future, maybe. Um, but the, the, the Canvanizer and Strategizer both have online versions of the business model canvas. Um, you can also do a business model in a notebook. You don't have to have um, the, a digital resource. Um, I only did the, this one to show an example. I, I would have done it on a notebook and I would have been perfectly happy. The, the value of doing it uh, digitally as you can save it, modify it, have different copies, different versions, maybe review it, maybe, uh, send it to a colleague or something in a way that looks a little more professional. Uh, maybe send it to an investor or something. If you're, if you're looking for, uh, additional, um, capital, uh, but if you're just doing it for yourself to go through the exercise, um, and you want to do it for free or super cheap, you can just do it on your own cheat. You, you don't have to use anything else. The nice thing about the business model canvas is it does cover the basic structure that you need to think about when you're doing your business modeling. So that's all I'll say about that. Those links will be in the show notes for the, for the podcast episode. So excuse me, what are we going to do about this? Well, let's go ahead, spend some time. If you already did a, a rough business model uh, from the last episode, go ahead and tweak it now, adjust it. You know, think about, uh, think about it a little more deeply and, and adapt it. If you haven't start doing a business model and just, uh, go through, figure out what functions you need to have and how they interrelate to create value for your customers. Then, uh, where, when you, when you've decided where you really add value, you can give yourself some lists of, of things, you know, to, to check to see if you're optimizing that value or optimizing that process to create the most value. And um, then are there other ways that you can add value? Are there revenue streams or business model ideas that you can start to incorporate? And that's where you go through and you do that, that uh, internet search that I was talking about earlier, where you, you just put in the search engine business model types, look at the results and see how they apply to what you do with the understanding that they may need to apply to what you do in a way you haven't thought of yet. So if it says ad revenue 
and you're like me and your initial reaction is no, I'm not doing ad revenue. Okay. But let it sit for a little while and then, you know, review it and say, maybe that's not inappropriate. Maybe there is a way for me to make that happen. In our case, for example, the whole freemium model thing. I, when I read that, I can't envision a way to make a freemium model for the directed energy business. Okay. But that doesn't mean it can't be done. It means I can't right now think about it. So I move on to other things and I say, what are there any new business model ideas that I can connect to my value chain that I can, that I can figure out a way to use that model to connect the value that my team and I add to the marketplace. So look at those things and see what you can do. What's next? Well, next week, so a little aside here, um, directed energy is in the process of moving and I have moved this company, I think five times, uh, from 1987 until now. And so I thought, you know what? That would be a really interesting uh, thing that people have to deal with because when you move a company, it's, it's a lot of work and there's a lot of moving parts that you have to think about. So next episode, episode 26 is going to be about moving. How do you get a business from one location to another location in the, with the least pain possible? All right. Thank you for listening today or watching and uh, your questions, comments, concerns, or anything else are welcome at q.a at b50p.com. Or you can comment down in the comments section for this video, which I really hope you will, because the more comments I get, the more I can learn about how to do this effectively, which means delivering audio content and allowing the video content to continue as well. Um, you can subscribe to Up and to the Right on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. What else we got here? Um, uh, all your favorite... Uh, Tune in, and actually the uh, episode will be, not only the stream will be on YouTube, but the audio automatically posts to YouTube as well. And finally, you can learn more and see show notes at beyond50percent.com. I make a URL for every single episode that is just um, uh, up and to the right dot info. So U-A-T-T-R dot info forward slash zero 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 whatever the episode number is so i'll post that it'll be in the show notes as well of course and it will be in the there'll be a link to that in the notes on this particular episode so again i'd like to uh thank you for watching give me some feedback and we'll see you next time <laughs>